Welcome to the VRV Podcast, where we highlight different better-known businesses and nonprofits. All right, everybody, it's Justin Clark here with Veterans Referring Veterans, and I'm super excited once again today because we've got a really good resource coming in that's part of the VRV. So welcome Joe Soraka with Nova Point Capital. Joe, you're coming out of Atlanta, and you've had you know, quite the experience coming in here. So please introduce yourself and, and tell us a bit about your military history. Absolutely. Um, my name is Joe Soroka. I am here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a U.S. Army veteran. Uh, and uh, my day job now is uh, I have my own uh, investment management business called Nova Point Capital. Um, so if we back it up, um, I went to West Point and was commissioned as an infantry officer in 1988 and then did all the traditional infantry officer things, went to Fort Benning, uh, Airborne Ranger, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, I was stationed um, for, for some of the younger listeners this is going to sound alien to them. Um, <laughs> I was I was stationed in Berlin, Germany, wow. when uh, Berlin was a divided city with a wall in the middle of it. Uh, wow. with, with the uh, Americans and the British and the French on one side and the uh, the Russians on the other. And Germany used to be two different countries. <laughs> Holy cow, that is cool. I'm sure you've got plenty of stories to go with that one, too. It, it was a really interesting experience. It was, a, it was sort of a unique place to be stationed. Um, and and that, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for an opportunity, um, you know, nothing against being stationed in the interior United States at an army base, but... And I sort of wanted to do something interesting. Um, so I, I had the opportunity both to, um, you know, be in Germany, but also be in a fairly unique place in Germany. Um, yeah, I'd say so. so. So it was a lot of fun. So while I was there, I got there, um, finished all my training and got over there in April of 1989. And then so while I was there, November of 89 was when the wall opened. And then uh, the end of 90 was when Germany reunited and then the soviet union collapsed um so it's all really interesting stuff um and then uh you know not knowing what was going to be in the future um i just sort of assumed well that's it there's no more enemies right because (laughs) (laughs) no no but 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 you know when i was growing up in high school ronald reagan was the president and the soviets were the evil empire and and sort of your call to serve at that point in history was you know, you believed in, in the United States and you believed in capitalism, you know, versus communism. Right. And, 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 and you were there to, you know, to defend the good in the world, um, you know, as President Reagan, you know, would highlight. And um, sort of when all that went away, it, it kind of felt like, you know, they were, they were downsizing the army at that point. They were downsizing all the military at that point, kind mm-hmm. of 1992, 1993. So I said, OK, well, you know, I, I served. I enjoyed it. It was great. Let me try my hand in the real world. And I uh, <laughs> um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, and I got a job as like a stock broker. Like, and then I really didn't know what that meant. I thought that meant like that's how you learn about investing. And in reality, what it means is, you know, you sort of sit in a cubicle and you make 400 phone calls a day <laughs> you know, to, uh, to, to sign up Mr. and Mrs. Smith as clients. Um, so, so I discovered that, you know, I kind of thought investing was cool, but that really wasn't the job I wanted. And I, I really feel uh, I didn't have the education to participate in the industry the way that I wanted to. Um, so I left and went to business school at the University of Chicago, uh, which is a pretty good business school. And I re-entered the industry as an analyst. 
uh, which meant, once again, I was in a cubicle again, but instead of calling people up on the telephone, I was in a cubicle working on lots and lots of Excel spreadsheets um, and analyzing <laughs> financial statements from different corporations so that we could you know, make our determination of, you know, you should buy this stock and sell that stock. And um, I wrote research that got distributed out to institutions, you yeah. know, mutual, mutual fund managers and hedge fund managers. And that was funny. I did that in Chicago for two years and then got hired away to go to Merrill Lynch in New York to the equity research department there. And I think that the, the interesting and unique thing about me going to Merrill Lynch was, as you can imagine, this was, I went to Merrill Lynch in 1999 and at that point, once again, it wasn't the heyday of the military and it wasn't the heyday of veterans, but um, the two gentlemen that ran the research department in New York for Merrill Lynch, one of them was a Vietnam vet and one of them was a Korean War vet. Mm -hmm. And when they had met me in the industry, they said, we got to bring this guy on because you know he's sort of one of us. Right. And that was, that was the first time ever in my life that being a veteran meant something in business for me. Right. Yeah. And, and now I know it's such an important part of all our lives, but it was because those gentlemen were nice enough to give me an opportunity as a veteran that it sort of inspired me, you know, to give back now the whole time. So um, I worked at Merrill Lynch for a few years uh, and then moved on to work at a hedge fund. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then and then I worked at uh, I, I, I bounced firms a little bit. I worked at another fund, uh, another firm where we managed a mutual fund and also managed like a lot of pension money for big corporations. And then I, I was in New York and I was sort of sick and burnt out in New York. I was riding on a train in and out of New Jersey an hour a day. I wasn't seeing my kids. Mm -hmm. So uh, my wife and I sort of made a decision. It's, hey, I could do the same job, but I could do it from a better city to live in. And all the New York people are probably throwing shade. <laughs> right now. But, um, but, but I want to find a, a better city to live in and raise kids. So an opportunity came up to work at a hedge fund in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, so I came down here. Uh, that was 2008, just in time for the financial crisis, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but, but we, we survived the financial crisis and thrived a little bit. Good. Um, so, so I did that for a few more years. And then, like a lot of us, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, that we know through the VRV um, or entrepreneurs that may be listening uh, to the podcast, it was time for now me to start something by myself. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, in, in time, that brings us up to 2015. So in 2015, I started Nova Point Capital. Um, um, I was one of the founders, and then I had a, uh, a partner who's one of the other founders. Mm -hmm. And he and I clicked when we met. He's not a veteran, but um, his son's an Army veteran. Uh, his son um, served in the Ranger Regiment. And so when we met each other, talking finance and then the backgrounds, we sort of clicked. And um, that sort of set the basis for, you know, it, it's a big blue ocean, right? You know, right. veterans are 3% of the population. You know, we sort of want the money from the other 97% too, <laughs> um, right. so, that we, so that we can grow a great, uh, a great business. Um, but but uh, we kicked it off. And, and so, um, you know, we do work with some veterans and veteran business owners and veteran nonprofit organizations. But, you know, just from the sheer numbers of money, you know, the majority of the people that are clients of ours um, are not veterans. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, we do help out the veterans and uh, um, we, we charge them lower fees. And um, if they're veterans that are just starting out, we'll actually work for them for free. Um, we, okay. have several, we have several um, young veterans that were just trying to save money. And we said, well, 
we'll just work with you for free because um, we like to give back to the community. Um, well, let, let me finish on the veteran note and then I'll get to actually what I do every day. Um, <laughs> you know, but we also want to give back to veteran service organizations. Yeah. So um, we donate one day of revenue every six months um, to a handful of veteran service organizations. Awesome. Uh, the ones that we contributed to um, back in May, uh, which was our last donation, uh, went to Children of Fallen Patriots Foundation, Folded Flag Foundation, and uh, Ranger Lead the Way Fund. So we're very supportive. We, we've got a bit of an army tilt to us. Um, <laughs> and well, no, and, and you know, we started with the two of us in 2015. Now there's four of us. Um, three of us are army veterans out of the four. Okay. Um, and, and that's sort of the culture we're building in the firm, which I think helps. Um, the tagline for our firm uh, is experience, discipline, and integrity. So y'all realize how old I am now. So yes, I have experience. <laughs> in the investment <laughs> industry. Um, but we're also very disciplined to our approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I often tell people, um, you know, veterans aren't aggressive, loving risk takers. Veterans are actually really good risk managers because when you're in the military, you have a mission you have to accomplish. You actually want to do that by losing the least amount of resources and people. And um, right. so, so, you know, the whole idea is, to do what you need to do to accomplish a mission, um, you know, but do it while taking the least risk possible. Right. And then our last tagline is integrity. And, you know, I think we can all uh, associate with that. So um, what we do is we manage money. We, you know, uh, people give us their money or organizations give us their money. And then we have certain investment strategies we run. The one that we're most famous for is the Nova Point dividend growth strategy, where we buy stocks that raise their dividends every year. Uh, we won some awards for that. Uh, we were uh, large cap emerging manager of the year uh, this past year, and uh, we've won some other you know awards for one year performance, two year performance. Um, so that's been great. Um, we also work with businesses. Uh, we can run their four hundred one k plans and other uh, types of retirement plans for businesses. Uh, okay. We manage money for nonprofit organizations, foundations, endowments, and then um, you know the the sort of big pool of money piece of our business is other financial firms hire us to run our strategy for them. Hmm. So so they get money from their clients, but they say we're going to cut off so much of it and give it to the guys at Nova Point, and they're going to run their strategy um, as part of an overall strategy um, for folks. Um, so, so that's what we do during the day. And then once again, we, we give back financially to the veteran community and the military community. I also like to give back personally as a volunteer. Um, so what may be relevant to the entrepreneurs is uh, I was uh, one of the three guys on the team that brought Bunker Labs to Atlanta two years ago. Uh, So um, that, for anyone that knows, that's a nonprofit organization that helps veterans um, start and grow businesses. So I'm very excited about that. And it's a way to to use sort of some of my skills back into the community. And then I was a a ranger when I was in the Army. um, So they needed a finance guy to help out. So I'm the treasurer. uh, (laughs) For the U.S. Army Ranger Association, it's a no-brainer there. Right uh, so, uh, what what is that association? Well, actually, if you wouldn't mind just kind of hitting on both of those for people that are listening, because I think there's still a lot of people that don't know about Bunker Labs, and then your Ranger Association as well. Sure. So, so Bunker Labs right now is in about 30 cities. It was started five years ago out of Chicago by some military veterans, and the idea is, if you if you remember, sort of you know World War II and the Greatest Generation. Probably three quarters of the people that came back 
you know, from serving in World War II, came back and started businesses. And that was really what was the start of the great U.S. economy in the 1950s and the 1960s, were these veterans coming back and, and being entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as, as the military shrunk in size, and um, as I mentioned, you know, I, I, uh, when I got out of the military, there, there wasn't a lot of love for veterans. Right. Um, so the idea that, you know, we want veterans to be entrepreneurs because they bring those attributes like we talked about, being good risk managers, being hard workers, having great integrity. They just needed a springboard to do that from. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, Bunker Labs was started. Um, they started training veterans in cohorts to, to start businesses. And then, as I said, as it grew throughout the country, um, we jumped onto it here in Atlanta and started the Atlanta chapter about two years ago. And we've had several dozen um, veterans come through and uh, get mentors and work in training programs. And, and it's just been great. And to see it continue to grow in other cities uh, is great. And the nice thing is it's a national network. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been able to refer people I know in other cities to go to Bunker Labs to get help for their business. People have referred folks they know here in Atlanta to us, as well as we've made connections between companies, companies in two different cities that maybe are working on something similar and could work together, or one could be a supplier for another, or one could be a customer for another. Um, that's what's great about it being a national network. Good. Yeah. No, absolutely. Believe me, I know the power of the networking that's why we're talking. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then with, with the, with the army ranger association, um, it's a fraternal organization, you know, like you'd think of any sort of alumni association of a military unit or, um, you know, a branch or, or what have you. And then, um, so in addition to having regional events around the country with our regional directors, um, to, you know, have a, a way to build camaraderie among ranger veterans, um, we also have a scholarship fund and we have a financial assistance fund where we help out rangers and their families um, that could use some near-term financial assistance. And that's the nice thing is being the treasurer, while it sounds boring and once again, more spreadsheets and everything, um, it does feel very rewarding. I'm the one that sends out the scholarship checks. I'm oh, the yeah. one that, send, that sends out the financial assistance checks. So I actually see the good that the organization is doing because I'm actually the one dispersing funds out as part of our charitable efforts. Right on. That's awesome, Joe. Well, thanks for doing that stuff. That's great. So Thank yeah, you. there's, there's so many organizations I think that are out there that, that we just don't know about. And that's why I love talking to you guys and get you guys on. So more people know about this stuff. So that's great. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So kind of hitting back with your veteran status, just one of the kind of questions I had for others that are out there. Cause you're one of the, Nova Point Capital, I had no idea that was in 2015. I was going through your website um, like two weeks ago, and I was like, you're kidding me. Like, from what you've established and built is truly incredible. So what do you think that you learned in the military that kind of helped you get to where you are today? I guess some of the traits that they've that they've um, instilled in you. <laughs> yeah, no, um, you, you know, I... I'll use the phrase soldiers, but that's the same as no, yeah, Sol- yeah. soldiers, sailors, right. airmen, marines. Um, you know, I was a, I was an infantry platoon leader when I you know first got commissioned, and you know the, those people, the the soldiers in my platoon were my responsibility, and I took that responsibility very seriously. You know, and I, I worked with the platoon sergeant and the squad leaders, but you know we made sure not only were our soldiers trained. We made sure our soldiers, you know, were physically fit. We made sure they 
didn't have financial difficulties. We made sure their mm -hmm. dependents and family were taken care of. So it's that concept of when you are entrusted to, you know, with some something from someone. So in right. that case, it was, you know, soldiers. In this case, it's people's hard-earned money. You take that very seriously. Absolutely. And you work hard. And, and that's your dedication for getting up every day. So that that certainly is is the one character trait that I think obviously moves from the military to any business owner mm -hmm. or anyone that works in business. It's that you take personal responsibility. You have the integrity to work and do the right thing when no one's watching you. Mm -hmm. and, and you're going to, you know, do a good job. Doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. I make mistakes every day, right? You know, right, every, right. every, every stock you buy doesn't, you know, double overnight, <laughs> but, 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 but it's that daily attention to detail, right? Which is another good military phrase. That daily, daily attention to detail of making sure you're making your best effort every day helps a lot. And then the other thing, um, you know, I sort of joined the military to see the world and, you know, um, experience different things. And that's actually the thing that I love most about my job is because we're making investments, you know, I have to learn about information technology companies. I have to learn about healthcare companies. I have to learn about industrial companies. I have to learn about banks and insurance companies. So the, the research and discovery of keeping pace with things in the U.S. economy and going on around the world, that's exciting to me, and it's, it piques my interest. So it's a thing where I can learn every day and yet still get paid for it because I'm translating my learning uh, into investment decisions for the firm. So right. it's really satisfying every day. Right, absolutely. Well, one other thing I was kind of bring bring up later, but kind of just with you monitoring everything, and I don't want to get political by any means. Right. But how much fun are you guys going to have in this next election coming up here soon? <laughs> it, 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 it's interesting. This topic actually came up yesterday because someone asked me, and once again, I'm not going to get political either. Right. Um, I wasn't in the military, so why should I be now? But um, but but someone said, oh, you know, with all these you know, impeachment hearings and all this stuff going on, does that affect the market? And I said, you know, that really doesn't affect the market um, because that's just politicians, you know, throwing back and forth at each other every day. Right. I said, what I do think is going to impact the market, and we see this every presidential election cycle, is as the field of Democratic presidential candidates narrows, mm -hmm. okay, then their platform makes a difference. Sure. Because because it's it's moving closer and closer to potentially impacting the economy and impacting consumers and impacting regulations in different industries. Right. Uh, so I think, you know, not so much right now, but probably late spring, early summer, when it looks like, you know, if there's a clear candidate on the other side, um, you know, then certainly the views of the two candidates are going to be important. And... Um, you know, if President Trump's very uh, high up in the polls, then the question is, well, can the Republicans get the House back? Or if the Democratic candidate's very high up in the polls, then the question is, can they not only win the White House, but can they flip the Senate? Right. So so, so there's the who's going to win the election and what their agenda is, but also can they get a majority control of the part of Congress that their party doesn't have control of right now? And right. so, so, so all that will build. And if you remember back in 2016, um, the election results were first starting to come in and it looked like, you know, no one knew who was going to win. And then it was like, we might not even get a decision tonight. 
and the market futures started dropping and dropping mm. and dropping. And the only reason they were dropping is because there was uncertainty. Uncertainty, right. And then the next day, regardless of who won, I think the market was going to go back up, which it did, um, because the market just likes certainty. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because what happens is when investors don't know what's going on, they're not going to lose money in cash. So they just get rid of things. Right. You know, so that's the, the, the market hates uncertainty. And when it's uncertain, it generally goes down. So how do you help kind of, I guess, keep the waves from getting super big within, you know, with your investors, especially those within stocks? Um, like when the are you on the phone <laughs> like all night with the election stuff or are you just kind of like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Expect this, this, and this, or hopefully expect this, because you never can really gauge anything. But but what do you do with your clients to try to ease them a bit with going into situations like this? Yeah. Um, one, you know, we communicate regularly. Um, I write a, a newsletter every week uh, that goes out every Monday morning that not only our clients see, but anyone that goes to our website can see. Um, so we're we're constantly staying on top of what's going on and and you know giving some forethought to hey here's what might happen next week, mm -hmm. um, but I think the biggest benefit we serve and and that hopefully anyone's financial advisor or investment professional would serve is we're really the filter for the noise, right? Okay, so um, you know for every hundred headlines that cross on CNBC <laughs> or Fox Business News that you see going by. Um, you know, maybe one of them's really important right. to base an investment decision around. So that's what we do. We we tend to serve as as the filter to filter out the noise. Okay. And cut to, and cut to just you know what's actionable and only act on things that are actionable. Okay. Uh, and then the other is, um, you know, education's a big piece of it, right? So once again, I said when there's uncertainty in the market, investors tend to want to be sellers, and when there's great confidence in the market. You know, investors tend to want to buy things. I think what's important for us is to always communicate with our clients. This is what we own. This is why we own it. We tend to own higher quality, less volatile stocks mm -hmm. um, because they're stocks that raise their dividend every year, as I talked about with the strategy earlier. So it, it's always communicating why we own things. We're not just, you know, throwing darts and right. we're, we're not speculating on something we don't really know about, mm -hmm. you know. The other great thing about being old in this business and having started as an analyst where you were crunching the numbers and the spreadsheets is all the investments we make, we know extremely well. Doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes, but very well researched companies maybe we have owned for years. Mm -hmm. And it's not our first rodeo with recessions and presidential elections and other things. Um, you know, so you think about it, if I got in the business, um, Essentially, I'll discount the brokerage stuff, but when I graduated from business school, I graduated from business school in 1997, right? So I've been through two major economic downturns in the stock market. Right. And we're still here to talk about it. So um, it's, it's that ability to understand what's going on. I've been through, you know, so many presidents, so many heads of the Federal Reserve Bank, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, and, and you just, you take all of that, incorporated knowledge and, you know, using your decision making every day.
No, I love that. I love that experience that you're bringing and the community. I'm so glad you brought up the communication because that's monstrous pretty much with whatever business you're in. But seeing you doing the newsletters, um, you know, obviously you've got your website, you even on social media. I mean, Nova Point Capital's on Instagram too. I think that's how we met. Yes. Which is pretty cool. And then you're running a podcast too. So actually, if you wouldn't mind shouting out your podcast too, so you can, you know, people want to tune in and, and yeah. hear some uh, cause I, I like how you've got the learn. Well, you talk about it. No, no, well, <laughs> well no, no. So, so um, one of the one of the gentlemen that works with me here at Nova Point Capital's name is Jeff Wright. Uh, he's an army veteran. He was in uh, the 82nd and uh, First Ranger Battalion. And once again, he he didn't join us straight out of the military. He had some financial experience before, and then he joined us um, back in um, 2018. And what he and I were kicking around was, you know, we met all the entrepreneurs through Bunker Labs and, you know, we have, um, you know, veteran-owned businesses that are clients of ours. And we said, you know, let's let's give a platform to the community. And oh. so so our uh, podcast is The Financial Operating Base. FOB. There you go. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's The FOB. I love that. <laughs> well, but, but, but we thought of it as, you know, The FOB is the place where you plan and The FOB is the place where you make sure you're outfitted correctly. And mm-hmm. you're coordinating with people because then when you go outside the wire, you know, stuff's real. Right. You know, so right. it's, it's the concept of we, we, we thought of taking the financial perspective of that. So it's the financial operating base. And, you know, this is where you plan and everything else. And then so that when you go out every day and do business, you're equipped to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and the goal of the podcast uh, is to do one of two things with every episode. We hope we either want to have something that educates people or you want to have something that inspires people. So we've brought on accountants and attorneys, you know, to sort of talk about the educational side of things that are helpful for running your business. Right. But but we've also brought on entrepreneurs that just have just amazingly compelling stories, you know, mm-hmm. about, you know, leaving the military, um, you know, maybe they're disabled veterans, maybe they had a hard time in their transition, maybe they went through several jobs until they found their calling as an entrepreneur. So just, you know, incredible, inspiring stories. Because that, that's, what I, I, that's what I think I would want to listen to. I'd either want to say, I learned something today, or I was inspired today. Right. And, and we hope that's the kind of content and the type of guests we're bringing across in the podcast. Well, good. Good, good, good. I, and I, seriously, I love that name, The Fob. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. Right on. Well, hey, I, you know, I was writing down some questions about going, going through with you. One of my, one of my questions I was kind of come up with is from what you've learned with coming through um, and getting to the point where you are, what, what business advice, I guess, from your standpoint, would you advise these newer entrepreneurs that are coming yeah. fresh out the gate? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you an amazingly hypocritical answer. but but i'm honest that i'm going to tell you that so so on the one hand i always say to myself i wish i started my own business earlier Mm -hmm. okay because Mm -hmm. because maybe it'd been great to you know have have been nova point you know we started in 2015 maybe it'd have been better for us if we'd started in 2005 or you know 2000 Um, but i didn't know enough to do that yeah so you know i would tell people you know have the passion to be an entrepreneur, but do it when it's right. Yes. Okay. And do it when it's right means a couple of different things. Um, 
you know, if you're not sure you're making rent or the mortgage payment, don't do it yet. You know, start it as a side hustle. You know, get mm -hmm. a paycheck somewhere else and start it as a side hustle and then grow it into, you know, your, your entrepreneur venture. Or, um, you know, same thing. Be the full-time entrepreneur, but then maybe you get a part-time job to make ends meet. Um, right. You know, make sure your family's stable. You yes. know, make, make sure you're taking care of all the things that impact your life because your business really is there to feed your life. Yes. Your business, your, your, your business is not there to define you. Your business is there to support you and those you love. And, and I'm a firm believer in that. So while I wish I'd started the business earlier, I am grateful that, you know, when I did start my business, it wasn't a do or die, incredibly risky scenario. Mm -hmm. You know, one, I was doing something I had done before just for other people. So in that respect, I was transferring talents directly from another company to my company. And then at the same time, you know, because I had worked in the industry for a while, you know, I felt financially confident enough to step out. So it was fine that we didn't get paid for a couple months. Right. You know, and it was fine that we wrote checks in to get the thing going. Mm -hmm. um, because I was at an okay point in my life to do that. So on the one hand, earlier is always better. But on the other hand, do it at the right time. No, I, I no, I, I, that's perfect. I think you made two really good points, you know, not only with that, because you've got the experience, you know, from your analysis to going to, you know, the hedge funds and you've grown all that to become Nova Point right now and you're bringing all that with you. So I think that's really great. But I think so many other people, you know, and I find myself doing it too, where you're living to work instead of working to live. You know, and it's very hard, especially with new startups. I don't think people really fully grasp what it takes to, especially if it's brand new, new, you know, coming out the gate, you've got to be marketing yourself, getting your name out there. And it's time. There's so much time you have to do with your different strategies and this and that. So um, really choosing your avenues and, and kind of seeing what would be the best route you know, not being narrow-minded, which is like, hey, this worked for this guy. That may not work for you whatsoever. So, um, you know, kind of actually kind of along the lines of that, you're doing the financial advising, but do you do business advice too? I know I've got other guys, but I don't know if that's in your guys' realm as well. Well, I, I do a lot of the business advice through Bunker Labs. Okay. Because right? we're helping okay. people set up their business. And, and, I, and I've been an advisor for companies as well, and I'm on the board of another company. Um, so we do do that. Um, and then the other piece where we, we do do advice for companies is um, for the retirement plans for their businesses for setting up a 401k. And because that's the other piece of it is, you know, if anyone comes to you and tries to impress you with what their revenue is, well, okay, number one, how much of that went to you and your partners and your employees? And second, how much of that really went to you and your partners and your employees after you paid the government? Right. You know, on your personal taxes. So, you know, the, the really great way to save, you know, for retirement is to have a tax advantaged way to do that. And if you own a business or you're an employee at a business, if the business doesn't have a retirement plan, you know, that allows you to take pre-tax money mm -hmm. and contribute it in, then, you know, if you're just going to rely on living or saving with things after you've gotten your paycheck, after all the taxes have been taken out of you, um, there's just going to be less there. So, right. you know, I, I, I do think that's an important piece of running a business. And, you know, the, the sort of catchy phrase we use is, you know, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what matters. Right. 
So real quick too, with the whole retirement and planning for military members. So somebody's getting in, going into the military right now or currently serving, we get the TSP thrown at us a lot. Yep. Any advice you can give within the TSP, whether to invest in it or, or if, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. If, if, if you're in the military um, or you work for the government in some other, the federal government, in some other capacity, the TSP is available to you. And yeah, the, the, the TSP is not going to be the sexiest investment you ever make, but that's fine. They're very reliable. They're all in what are called indexed. So meaning if you buy the, the, the fund that's going to look like the S&P 500, it's going to look like the S&P 500. And there's not a lot of fees to it. So I think it's, it's a tremendous way to um, you know, save money for retirement if you have the opportunity to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start getting into owning your own business you know, as a, as a you know, for-profit venture outside of the government, um, then the whole idea is then now what, what are you going to do with that money? Well, you can't use the TSP anymore because you're not working for the government. So you right. have to set up something that you know, has similar attributes to it. Um, so that you can take advantage one of putting away money for yourself, but you know, you gotta remember what's, what's the unemployment rate, like three and a half percent. Um, how, how many, how many business owners do we know that are having trouble finding qualified employees or if they have a good employee, how are they going to keep them? And you know, if they've ever had the experience of, um, you know, what benefits do you offer, you know, right. you know, for, for prospective employees, um, you know, saying we got a 401k plan and we match it and we, you know, we put extra money into it along with you. That's compelling to make you uh, a company that people want to work for. And same thing. Once you have employees that you've trained, that you've made an investment in, a great way to keep them is to make sure that they're able to build a retirement savings through the corporation. Right. Right. That's excellent. Thank you. <laughs> No, I've I've been getting the uh, the TSP. It's funny because everything kind of goes in waves with the VRV, but I'm getting a lot of questions about the TSP stuff. So I thank you for chiming in on that. That was great. Yeah, and if if we can be of assistance, we've um you know we do a lot of financial modeling. We actually all the funds that are within the TSP, we've done models on them, and um, because we have active duty clients, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they'll say, okay, you know, here's here's the money I'm. You know, sending a Nova point, but at the same time, you know, can you help me figure out which funds I should invest in in the TSP? And you know, we'll do the work. Ultimately, it's their decision to to follow our recommendations or not because we don't control the TSP. But um, right. you know, we we can provide them enough information to make educated decisions. And this, and we've talked a lot about business businesses, business owners, but you guys are helping individuals as well that can reach out to you for just being, I guess, a financial envi- advisor investment advisor with yeah. just individuals alone too. In, in individuals and families, business owners, businesses and their employees and you know their employees, um, foundations, endowments, nonprofits, um, things like that. And then as I mentioned, uh, the fourth one is actually other, you know, financial firms. Um, so yeah. we serve all four groups. That's awesome. So now going back to these veteran businesses, <laughs> when would be a good time for them to say, all right, I need to start planning properly for not only my future, but my business. When do you think is a good time for them to step in and give you a call? Certainly when, um, when they're in the year where they wind up saying, oh, wow, I had to pay the government taxes. <laughs> or, or, or when they're in the year when they know that you know, as part of their planning, they know that that's going to wind up being the situation. 
you know, mm-hmm. certainly, you know, if, if, if you're, you know, working at, you know, some big, you know, fortune 500 company and you, you just start your side hustle, you know, you know, take care of the 401k at the corporation you're working for. And then, you know, when you get your side hustle up and running and eventually you're going to, you know, get uh, escape velocity and get out of there. Um, yeah. You know, then, then you need to think about that. Or the other I would say is, you know, we certainly have we have a lot of people who are consultants who just have one person companies. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think of what's known as the gig economy, you know, okay. where someone someone will work for five or six different companies on a contract basis, but they themselves have to be incorporated as a single entity so they can take advantage of, you know, a, a lot of, uh, you know, writing off expenses against what it costs them to do that and, you know, reduce their tax bill. They can have their own one person 401k plan. Oh, right on. Um, you know, or I say, you know, if you're a, a one or two person business, mm-hmm. um, certainly you want to save for yourselves. But when you get to the point where you're actually going to start hiring W-2 employees, you know, you want to have that in your back pocket, the the 401k plan as a benefit, same as, you know, uh, 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 health insurance, the same as, you know, paid time off, family leave for, you know, pregnancy. And, so, you know, it's just part of the benefits package. Right. No, so that's. You want to be competitive, you have to have that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and seriously, we're going to be talking offline about this too because, you know, as the VRV is growing, that's obviously something I'm stepping into with this realm with, you know, I'm going to be needing employees. I'm going to be needing help and with all sorts of different aspects. And I don't want to just be like, all right, here's, you know, 500 bucks under a table, whatever. You know, I want to be (laughs) (laughs) set up good, taking care of everybody, but then having your guidance, you know, hiring you guys to have my back with everything, I think would be absolutely incredible. And there's honestly, I don't know of anybody else I'd want to do that or work with besides you. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. And what I love about veteran entrepreneurs and veteran business owners, um, obviously, you're not going to hire a veteran if they can't do the job. But um, we tend to be a little more interested in building a culture in our businesses and, and bringing on other veterans. Um, so, you know, Nova Point's a four-person firm. We have three Army veterans here. Right. Um, it's, it's, it allows then me, if I work with businesses like that, if I work with veteran-owned businesses or, you know, uh, veteran-led businesses, I have an opportunity to help even more veterans through one relationship. Right. And, Joe, I, I just want to say something, too, because you had mentioned – I keep going back to stuff you had brought up because it was, it was absolutely great, but – you had mentioned with the research that you do, not only within your business, but I had reached out to Joe because there was a company that kind of gave me some red flags on, I forget the specifics on it, but I said, Hey, have you heard of these guys at all before or anything like that? And I was expecting Joe to just be kind of like, no, I haven't really heard about it. just kind of a yes or no answer. You're kind of steer away from them. He gave me like a full page report on the details of, I mean, you went, you went back into their history and, and really digging in and just within, I think a day's period, absolutely incredible, blew me away. I was like, holy cow. Um, and if you could do that with just a simple question that I had just got it thrown out, thrown at you, um, out of the blue, I can only imagine what you're doing for your, your clients that you're working for. So I think that kind of speaks volumes, even though it was just so little, but I was just so impressed. Um, and so just speaking to you now and what we've spoken to, 
you know, about before, you're an extremely knowledgeable person and you're extremely friendly and you truly care for people. And that's exactly the kind of people that I love to have on the VRV and sharing your stuff with others, I think is, is huge. And, um, knowing, especially with their finances that they're trusting you with everything. So Joe, I, I appreciate you coming on the show and giving us some of your time. Do you have anything else you want to throw out there for anybody? Well, actually too, um, Please shout out your where people can locate you at sure. and, and find you. Yeah. So um, for Nova Point Capital, um, we're novapointcapital.com. Pretty straightforward. Um, if you go onto our website, um, you know, all of our contact information is there. And then if you go to the far right, um, it'll say news. And then and news is any one of three categories. It's the newsletters we write every week. Um, it's the maybe more in-depth monthly or uh, quarterly things that we write. And then also um, anytime. So, for example, uh, the information on this podcast will go into our news section because we got to be on the VRV podcast. So, 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 <laughs> that, that, so that'll be there as well. Um, for, for, for veterans, military spouses um, that are interested in starting a business, um, if you go to bunkerlabs.org, um, you can see where the closest Bunker Labs is to you. And then the initial training program that Bunker Labs also has is called Launch Lab Online. It's where you go in and, hey, I'm interested in maybe starting a business. I have no idea what to do. Maybe I have an idea. You can validate your idea and test the market in your idea and learn the basics to put your company together through something called Launch Lab Online. And then it's a, it's a self-paced set of modules you do. And then there's a Launch Lab Online community on Facebook where then you can go on and say, hey, you know, I'm Joe in Atlanta and you know, I'm starting this business. You can be like, hey, I'm Justin. I'm in Colorado and I'm starting this business. And we can share ideas um, through the Facebook group as well because we're both in the Launch Lab Online program. Awesome. Well, and, then, really good. and then just lastly, you know, for any Army Rangers out there, uh, whether you're a tab guy or a scroll guy, um, you know, if you want to be in the, your fraternity of uh, fellow Rangers, um, we're nationwide, ranger.org. And we have seven regional directors around the country. I can direct you to the regional director that's in your area, and you can start attending some events with other rangers. Right on. That's awesome, Joe. And I think we need to talk to offline. I've got some guys that need to get you in contact with that as well. Well, awesome. Well, everybody out there, please check out Joe, his awesome company with Nova Point Capital. Truly great having you on, Joe. And I, I love having you on with the VRV. So thank you very much. We're, we're, we're happy to be part of the VRV, and this was a lot of fun today. Thank you so much. Right on. Thanks, Joe. You have a good one. Bye.